have always been the safest place, the most fun and affordable place to celebrate, escape, and connect. That's our why, and it always has been. But now more than ever, we are helping families, helping friends reconnect after a year of being apart. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Michael Browning, who is the founder and CEO of Urban Air. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dave. Pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you. Well, I want to dive in and start with your background and uh, you know, find out about the founding story of what led you to launching an adventure park in Urban Air. Sure. No, it's a cr- crazy story when you really start to look back and see how my steps have been aligned all along the way. When I was in college, I really fell in love with data. I was a, a political science and business major, but on the political science side, I, I really love statistical analysis around voting and trends and just fell in love with data. And out of my dorm room, I started a data and analytics company that really focused on consumer data, consumer insights. And I had a great mentor then, worked my way through college and sold my first business out of my college dorm room to a family office out of Santa Barbara, Barbara, California. And uh, we did a lot of different things from publishing books and distributing those across Walmart and Sam's. We did real estate, both medical and residential and uh, in my travels with this family office, I, I saw a trampoline park. And so I can't, can't take credit for inventing the trampoline park. But what I do take credit for is the creation of an adventure park. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later. But my, my data platform said, hey, man, this is innovative and this is commercialable, which are two very important keys for me. I always say, if you have something so innovative, yet you can't commercialize it, you're going to have the best kept secret. But if you, if you have something that's very commercializable but not innovative, then you're just going to compete on price and you're a me-too product. So I'm always looking to do things that are both innovative and commercializable. I love that mindset. So that's very cool. So considering that you know, Urban Air is this kind of adventure park, high-contact communal place, how's the brand weathered the pandemic? We've weathered it well. There's a lot of silver linings coming out of the pandemic. Obviously, we all wish it would have never occurred. But throughout the pandemic, uh, we shut down all of our locations on March 17th of 2020. That was obviously a really scary day. We didn't know if we'd ever be able to open again. And we also didn't know if when we did open again, if people would come back. And uh, luckily, I have a lot of great mentors in my life. Ken May, who was the former CEO of FedEx Kinko's, Chris Tonko, the chief operating officer of 7-Eleven, Doug Rogers, the founder of Cheddar's. And I reached out to these mentors of mine and said, what do we do? You know, like I haven't lived through or led through a crisis of this nature. And they said to me, although there is no playbook for this particular one, we lived through 9-11, we lived through the housing crisis, and um, there's some keys to success. And so throughout the storm of the pandemic, our philosophy was we were going to act quickly. I told my staff that what I tell you today, I may contradict tomorrow because we're making the decisions in real time and and everything's moving fast and we're not going to be afraid to be wrong. We're going to do right by the guest from day one. And then we're all going to do what we need to do and, and take a little bit of pain so that no one franchisee, no one employee, no one company has to bear the, the burden for everybody. And so we laid the foundation for the pandemic. We went in with our own playbook We were able to maintain our revenue about 70% of 2019, and 
we've only lost one location as a result of the pandemic. We actually grew during the pandemic. We opened 30 locations, of which 23 were opened between March and uh, March of 20 and the end of the year. So we actually grew, which is amazing. Uh, now coming out of the pandemic, um, Q1, we're, we're actually better. Our same store sales are performing better than they were in 2019. So we're back. We're back in a big way. And, and it had to do with listening to the consumer, doing right by the guest and protecting our employees. So let's dig into that ability to, you know, open new concepts, grow during everything. What do you think really led to this kind of demand for the concept over the past year and these great results now as you, uh, you move in 2021? I think it's honestly, it's human DNA. I think we're, we were all wired for relationships. And what we have learned over 2020 is that being locked in our homes and accumulating stuff from Amazon and all these online retailers is not fulfilling the same way that being with others is fulfilling. And so now more than ever, we already knew the millennial population was 78% more likely to want to spend their money on experiences versus things. But now that's exemplified because they really understood after the pandemic that, man, you know, by having this next gadget or this next app or this next piece of clothing or whatever it was, but doing it all alone is not worth it. And so there was a tremendous pent up demand for people to get out of their homes and into Urban Air's home and have some fun and reconnect. And that makes Urban Air's purpose even more important than ever. We have always been the safest place, the most fun and affordable place to celebrate, escape and connect. That's our why. And it always has been. But now more than ever, we are helping families, helping friends reconnect after a year of being apart. And there's a huge pent-up demand for it. Talk about the role that kind of urban air plays in the, the landscape. You know, there's a lot of trampoline parks, adventure park concepts around now. How does urban air differentiate itself and stay ahead of the competition? Sure. So, so we started as a trampoline park. It's a part of our history. But because of our data that we have, we know customer frequency. We know wallet share. We know per cap spending. We know dwell time. And as you studied trampoline parks, you found, we found, looking at our model, that, as I had mentioned previously in, in the podcast, that if you don't have something that's innovative enough to create barriers to entry, but simple enough for the guests to understand, then all you're really doing is competing on price. And so I started to see the data was showing us that being a trampoline park was really a race to the bottom. You're, you were just competing on price. So we started innovating. We started creating our own attractions, getting patents, getting exclusive distribution rights to the best attractions from all around the world. And we took out 80% of our trampoline footprint and brought in non-trampoline-based attractions. There's a big difference between an urban air adventure park and what a trampoline park has with just one other attraction. That's not really an adventure park. So urban air is the only true attraction diversification adventure park out there. And it makes a huge difference because the, the other part of the urban air strategy is that mom is our customer, kid is our user. And so by allowing mom to pay one price at the gate, allow her kids to play on whatever they can, they're tall enough to play on for an unlimited amount of time, it has, has huge value to mom. And where we differentiate is we want mom to be able to show up in a minivan 
uh, with a kid who's just started walking to a kid who's 14. Everybody have a fabulous time. Everybody gets to eat something great from our cafe and then pass out in the minivan on the way home. That is Nirvana. And we're the only ones able to do that. So when you think about that and that kind of differentiation, what role does technology play in that consumer experience at Urban Air? Technology has always been huge at Urban Air, but from the pandemic, it's it's taken an even bigger role in the business. So we're, we love gamification. We love the mixture of analog and digital. We have the world's only immersive reality arena where guests can go in the arena. It's fully projection mapped 360 degrees, including the floors, and be immersed inside the game. Kids don't want the arcade anymore. Even virtual reality reality is limiting in the social aspect of it, right? But when you walk into our technology, our immersive reality arena, you see your friends, you're all playing the game together. It's amazing. So we were doing some pretty innovative stuff pre-COVID, but coming out of COVID, what's even more important from a technological perspective is mom wants to reserve her tickets to play in advance and know that we're managing capacity. She wants to be able to buy food and beverage in a touchless manner from her phone. So we spend a lot of time and a lot of money listening to our guests over COVID and saying, what would it take for you to come back? And then turning every one of their cell phones into a personal register where they can buy tickets, order food and beverage, check in. And so it it changed the game. Check-ins, we're checking in guests faster. We're having a much better customer experience. And really now, more than ever, the customer experience starts online before they ever get to our parks. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. You mentioned food and beverage there, kind of the touchless experience that you've created. You know, it's interesting that Urban Air really has a great focus on their cafe, which has never exactly been a strong suit of, I'd call it, some other entertainment venues. Why do you put such a focus on the business and why do you think it's so important to have a good cafe in Urban Air? So when you look at the data, the data will tell you that our average dwell time is somewhere between three and three and a half hours, depending upon seasonality. And so really, no matter what time you come into the park, if your dwell, if the dwell time is three, three and a half hours, they're crossing or ending at a time in which they would be eating. And so we saw a need there. We heard mom saying, well, let's leave and let's go to Chick-fil-A. And so from a business perspective, we saw that we were leaving money on the table, but not by not offering that experience. We were also offering an inferior guest experience because mom had to make another stop on the way home. Mom really wanted to just knock it all out in one great day and, again, have the kids pass out tired and full on the way home. So listening to the guests, we we got into it. But also by changing our business model to where we charge per attraction, we charge one fee at the gate, the only other way to increase wallet share or per cap spending would be to have something to sell beyond the gate. 
And when I recruited Jay Thomas, who was an executive over at Six Flags for 25 years, he came to me and he said, Michael, we've really got to step up our, our cafe. He said, you know, Six Flags, Disney, the big players in the theme park space are really in the food and beverage business. They just give guests something to do between eating and drinking. And that changed the game for me, the way I thought about this. We have, we have when you acquire a franchise from Urban Air, you're really getting two businesses in one transaction. You're getting the theme park, right? The gate revenue, but then you're getting a fast casual restaurant concept with a captive audience at your fingertips. And so we wanted our food from the cafe to be affordable, to be tasty. And we wanted to offer people what they want in that environment, which is great pizza, great wings, chicken fingers, fries, mac and cheese, and not go so heavy on the food and beverage that we really can't deliver a good quality product if we're trying to cook wood plank salmon or sirloin, which is what some of our competitors try to do. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know if mom gets up and goes, let's go to Urban Air for some wood plank salmon. You know, they go to Urban Air for fun and the food is, is a great addition. So speaking about those additions and that kind of elevating, Urban Air really uses lighting and music in a pretty unique way for the guest experience. What led you guys to take that approach? So I'm, I'm a big believer in activating all the senses. So we say that the Urban Air recipe for success is the combination of our attractions, our lighting, our sound, and our people. And when they all work synergistically together, that's what creates that wow atmosphere, that amazing environment. And so I'm a huge fan of Disney. You know, I believe every child in America deserves to go to Disney once in their life. But while their parents work to, to make that happen, we believe Urban Air should be Disney in your backyard. And so to really Disney does it best, right? Universal does an amazing job as well. And, and so the way to, to really make it a full immersive environment is to, is to use lighting and use sound. So we started using basic like nightclub lighting, and then we actually invented our own lighting now that we use that can be controlled with songs. It can be controlled during various seasons. We'll have Christmas lighting or Hanukkah lighting or have Halloween lighting. In breast cancer awareness, we can do breast cancer pink. And so it, it just really brings that atmosphere to that next level. And we even have a, a decibel level that we want our music to be run at. We run, we create the playlist at the home office and we send that out to all the parks because I mean, you don't go to a workout class and listen to elevator music. I mean, there's just something about a certain beats and certain energy that you get from lighting and sound. And, and we deploy that environment. Speaking of that kind of uh, differentiation continuing, you also have a really unique membership program. How's that been a key for your uh, franchisees? It's been amazing. It is one of the six reasons why we, we fared so well through the pandemic is that we had a very stable base of recurring revenue that we paused when we shut down on March 17th. And then we were able to restart when we opened back up. And when you have the data, the data allows us to create a membership program that is very affordable and provides tremendous value to the consumer, but is very profitable for the franchisee. And the membership's been a game changer. We were first in the industry to do it. We have sold over 385,000 memberships and um, they're continuing to grow every week. It's been a phenomenal program and you know, it really taps into the new consumer psyche of 
wanting to have curated experiences on a recurring revenue model. You think about Disney Plus, you think about YouTube TV, everybody's moving to membership or recurring. And Urban Air was doing it two years ago and is continuing to do it really, really well. Where do you see the brand headed over the next five to 10 years? Yeah, the, the beautiful thing about Urban Air is why we get out of bed every day. It, we, we get out of bed every day to help families connect, escape, and celebrate. And so within the four walls of an Urban Air facility, we're gonna, we're gonna do that. And we're gonna do that as long as we can, we can see, right? The issue is that, or the thing is that we're always gonna do that with active attractions. And so uh, the reason why we love being Urban Air Adventure Park is because the attractions inside the facility can change. So long as they always are safe in nature, they provide an active experience for ages 14 and under, and they're cutting edge, we'll have them in urban air. And so what you see today, 10 years from now, may be very different from an attraction package in urban air, but our heart will never change. The why we get out of bed will never change. And so that's what it makes us so excited to go on this journey is we're not going to be the same in 10 years, but we're going to be making the same impact. Well, Michael, it's been a pleasure learning about what you built with uh, urban air. And I really thank you for taking the time. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.